Living room talk, living, living room talk. Hey, living room talk, living, living room talk. Hey, calling you on the phone, putting it on speakerphone, calling you. What's up, everyone? This is your girl, Elisa. And I'm Sierra. And we are your cool Christian chicks coming back at you again with another episode of Navigate with Faith in the living room. Oh, yeah, we are in the living room. She, yeah. I left the whole living room out. I forgot. I thought we was on the porch. I thought, no, in the den. That's cold. Okay. The, the den, if it's if it's too deep, it's cold in the den. Like, <laughs> I, well, I think a den, I think the a den. basement, yeah. Oh, you know no, a den be like two steps down. Be like that extendo part of the house. Shout out to everybody who would po. We had, it was living room, I, that's I don't it. have no den now. I <laughs> seen it before. I've seen it <laughs> <laughs> I would like a den. <laughs> I do. Please, Lord. Yes. You know. Yeah. <laughs> the desire of my heart is a den. So while we're in the den, mm-hmm. I want to ask you something. Have you found or do you believe that, um, you know, as a Christian woman, you know, you know, you're a nice girl, you know, do you do you think you fall into a little bit of people pleasing? I mean, in regards to... Like, do you feel like, well, no, well, just in general, you know what I mean? Do you feel like everybody or you're responsible for somebody's happiness or somebody's well-being, you know what I mean? Which would then turn into people-pleasing because you feel like you always kind of got to be there for somebody. Well, I definitely have had a number of situations where I felt like I had gotten to a point where I needed to relieve myself of the responsibility of my friends or their choices or how much they received and downloaded my advice. Mm. I, I felt like I kept having to kind of babysit certain situations mm. and, you know, worry about pe- worrying about people that I really probably wasn't called to worry to that extent for. So I can see I can see that being the case. Definitely a little bit of people pleasing, you know, okay. not wanting to let anybody down, but also wanting to see people win genuinely. Mm. Um but it easily could have crossed over into um, just taking over a strong responsibility on my back and like a weight, mm. you know. How about you? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go on and say that boldly. Um, probably until <laughs> up about two weeks ago. Mm. Um, but I, 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 too, have the strong desire to uh, change somebody's day. Mm-hmm. I will—one time somebody told me that they were sick, and this was during, like, Flu season, mm-hmm. and I got in the car, and I stopped by Walmart to get orange juice, and I drove twenty minutes to where they were, and they didn't even they didn't even appreciate it once mm-hmm. I was there. But I put I compromised myself so because it could have been anything, even extreme as the coronavirus. And I've always felt like, how can I make somebody better? Mm-hmm. Um, so I have have a number of times where in which I thought that I was God. I done put on my little cape and my little halo, and I done ran to the rescue. I have answered the phone on a work day at 5 a.m. in the morning to mm-hmm. talking people off of a ledge. I have compromised the peace within my home to have somebody into my home just so that they can have shelter when, in fact, they weren't doing anything to try and shelter themselves. I go to extremities. I have went through extremities. Thank you, Lord, for mm-hmm. releasing me from them shackles. But I have went through extremities to please people, and I didn't realize until very recently that I was people pleaser. Wow. 
Well, I definitely think that sometimes us as believers, we can also take on a responsibility from our own expectations, for one. And then two, sometimes people can use that desire to please them or that desire that we have to make someone's day or help that person. They can use that and manipulate the situation and say, oh, well, you know, oh, if you don't want to do that for me, I don't think you're acting like a Christian. Or I thought Christians do this. or I thought Christians do that. And so I think about how sometimes that responsibility can be self-inflicted and this uh, obligation we create in ourselves to not only help from the genuineness of our heart, but also thinking, oh man, well, you know, I wanna, I wanna be the best Christian I can be, or oh man, I wanna make sure that I did I give that person enough, or mm-hmm. I I know that I have wisdom, you know, that God has blessed me with. But um, let me say something profound, and yeah. I think that we can find ourselves giving so much to people, you know, in situations that might exceed the expectation that God actually has for us. Definitely is a fine line. It really is a fine line. You know, and um, I did a lot of, I would always contact a friend to say, was I wrong for doing this? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, 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 I didn't know what a boundary was, didn't believe in them. That term went over my head. You know, I did. I didn't believe that. And so when I didn't do what somebody required of me, and they say the same thing, oh, well, you can't be a child of God. And people will say some outlandish things when they don't get their way, Absolutely. which is extremely selfish. But I have had people say things like that to me, and it had me questioning me and my relationship with God. And what I found is that people know how serious I take my walk. Mm-hmm. And so they then use that, like you said, as a, as a form of manipulation to get whatever it is that they want. I heard you mention before, well, since you know what Christians are supposed to do so well, you should come on over here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, since you know since you know what I'm supposed to be doing. Please be the prototype. You know, at that point, we should be walking together, right? Yeah. Don't yeah, say you hand. Christians as an outsider. Yeah. You know, but yeah, I think that we all go through that. And it's a matter of figuring out, like, how much is too much? Yeah. How far is too far? When does it become guilt? When does it become, you know, a honestly, a a worldly or a demonic, you know, type of influence that's pushing us to these astronomical limits. And sometimes they're not even at all what God called us to do, but it's a twisting of our arm that comes through our genuine desire. But one thing we know about genuine intentions and stuff is when it's stretched or when we are beginning to pour from an empty cup, it can easily turn to resentment. Mm -hmm. It can lead to burnout. And at that point, it's really hard to continue having a good heart. You Mm -hmm. know, the way that we were established to have, you know? I know that you've probably heard somebody do this. I don't know if you've done this yourself, but man, I ain't doing, I ain't helping nobody else. I ain't doing nothing else nice for nobody else because that one person didn't appreciate it. Like, I'm, I'm just tired, you know? And it's like the burnout and the resentment and the frustration that comes from good intentions being twisted. So what is our responsibility actually? Like, we need to study and figure that out so that we can't be manipulated. Nobody can tell us what our God tells us to do, Mm. you know, or what our Christ requires of us from an outside perspective. You can't tell me in the heat of a moment because I've read and I know my responsibility. Stand firm. Let your yes be yes and your no be no. And so we're going to say a prayer. Yes, we are. And we're going to get into it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for this platform. 
We want to thank you, Lord God, for our listeners. Thank you, Lord, for my voice box and allowing me to uh, proclaim or to say the things in which you desire for your people to hear. Father God, I am coming to you as humble as I know how, and I'm asking that you soften the hearts of those who are listening. I'm asking that by the end of this podcast, Lord God, that they are able to distinguish between uh, being godly and being good in the name of Jesus. I just ask, Father God, that this word is a blessing to all of those who are listening. And even the Lord allowed me to bless myself, Father God, because I'm not perfect either. Uh, and so I just want to say thank you, Lord God. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So I do believe that um, piggybacking off of what you said earlier, the key to this is knowing for yourself what God requires of us yeah. in our interpersonal relationships yeah. um, so that we don't find ourselves running ourselves ragged, um, pouring everything that we have out and trying to pour from an empty cup because we think mm. that we're doing the Lord's work. Yeah. Um, and so what are some things that God says about the responsibility, you know? I really believe that our responsibility to other people is to encourage one another, right? Your spiritual gifts. I think it's important that you, one, first sit down and seek yourself and figure out what it is that God has blessed you with so that you may bless others. We're responsible for serving. If somebody is hungry and you're a chef, you know how to cook and you got grocery at the house, feed them, you know, to carry somebody else's burdens. Like, you know, this is th these are the things that God asks us to do. I think we're responsible sometimes for uh, planting the seed. You might be responsible for finding the land with the good soil. You might be responsible for the seed. You might be responsible for the water. You know, um, I think we're responsible for helping somebody. I think we're responsible for assisting somebody, uh, to walk alongside somebody, to guide somebody, not necessarily to force things on people, but to be of an assistance to them. Yeah, I think that's really good because I I know that from a practical standpoint, right, mm -hmm. getting into application and how we actually, you know, see this come about in our lives, I know that we, we're friend people, you know, yeah. we have friends, we have deep connections with our friends, we talk on the phone, we, you know, sit and counsel, you know, whether we're being counseled or we're counseling somebody else, you know, homegirl to homegirl or homeboy to homegirl, whatever it is. And I think that there's often times where we can be in community with people who are going through things or in certain season of their lives that we may or may not have the emotional capacity mm -hmm. to be everything they need. Mm -hmm. And I think that sometimes as givers or as people who are encouragers by nature, who are, you know, open to having these discussions and, and that's really how we connect with our friends, sometimes I think we can give so abundantly to mm -hmm. the point where we might need to pull back and recognize when there might be professional help that might be needed or when we are being weighed down by our friends, you know, or our acquaintances or our, um, you know, neighbors' problems. Like, how do you know when too much is too much? Like, how do you know when it goes from I'm trying to be a shoulder to cry on to, okay, now I am taking on 
this these these emotions. Now it's starting to affect me too. Now my mood is being, <laughs> you know, now I'm no longer helping you because I'm taking on. Now we're both in right. a place where I'm a, I'm gonna need to go talk to somebody too. Right. <laughs> you know, when is too much too much? I really believe that when you begin to compromise your life mm-hmm. because you are so consumed with being the the healer or the counselor for somebody else, uh, you know, when you I mean, simple things like there's a delay in your day because you're still on the phone, mm. you know, or you can't sleep at night because you're up worried about this person because biblically it says to share your burdens, right? Yeah, If I can't sleep, you can't sleep either because you think about the things I'm thinking about and vice versa. And so I really believe that when it starts to, I think, take a toll on you in the way in which it shouldn't, you know, or... Let's just say if you're having a conversation with somebody and you've given them advice and then they call you the next day and it's the same and we're talking about the same thing. It's almost mm-hmm. like now I'm blue in the face and I'm praying before I talk to you and I'm giving you all this advice I feel like God is telling me to give you. But if you, So if the other person is not putting forth any genuine change but instead to just kind of continue to come at you with their burdens, I think at that point when it, when your peace starts to be become compromised— mm-hmm. When your mood changes, you know, like you mentioned, I just whenever whenever you see that there is an effect with you, when you notice that you're different, I think that that is when it starts to become too much. Mm. There's no longer your responsibility. I know that as Christians, we think that we can save and we can help people, but we also need to remember that we are not God. Mm-hmm. We are vessels, and we do what He has asked us to do until He tells us to do anything further. And if He say stop, we got to stop. If you say go, then you got to go. You know, I, he'll never put more on you mm-hmm. than you can bear. And that is very true. That That is also when you consider other people's problems. Uh, so, I mean, what do you think? What is too much for you? Yeah, no, I completely agree with everything you said. I think to remember that we can't save anyone. Jesus saves. Mm-hmm. You know, we um, remind people and bring them back to God's word or tell them what God says about it. But there are some things that I wonder if we get in the way and we stepping on God's feet, Jesus's yeah. feet, because we're not leading that person or reminding that person that maybe this is something you need to pray about, yeah. you know, but we're trying to be the answer. So I think that when we find ourselves, um, like you said, consumed, mm. when we start to feel a personal responsibility for the person's progress— or for the person's um, improvement, I think that's when it might be a little bit outside of you. Now, now you outside of your your jurisdiction, jurisdiction. okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now you you outside of of what you can do and what you've been called to do because now you're stepping on God's toes. It's not up to us to do the like you said the this planting the seed, watering the seed. Um, tending to the seed, watching, you know, harvesting, mm-hmm. doing all of that. Those are all the steps. And I think sometimes we can turn people into our projects mm-hmm. or we can think that, you know, um, that heaven is a is is a is a a group project, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's sometimes in my own life, I've definitely had times where I had to remember that I am only going to be held accountable for my actions and what I do. I'm not going to be held accountable for if my homegirl takes my advice or if I mm. if I badgered her enough 
you know, or mm-hmm. badger, you know, my my brother enough or my cousin enough about this concept. Oh, well, I, oh, well, I only talked to them like once a month about this. Maybe I should have called them every day because that's that's why they that's why they didn't come to church because I didn't invite them every single Wednesday. I didn't invite them every single Sunday. And I think we start to then put way too much pressure and way too much stock on our abilities. Wow. And we really we're to emulate. Christ. Mm-hmm. We're to um, imitate Christ. Right. We are not to um, actually call ourselves Jesus, you know, it, as uh, like Jesus number three, Jesus number four, mm-hmm. Jesus number seven, like in terms of, you know, in terms <laughs> of acting like, you know, we can do it all. Yeah. And so we're to represent Christ, but we are not Jesus and we need to be directing people back to him. So to answer your question, uh-huh. I think that we do too much when we forget that we are to we are called to plant the seed. We are called to treat that person well and with kindness and love. And then when we extend that and we start to say, well, I got to see this. Now it's up to me to make sure that your stuff comes into fruition. It's up to me to badger you. It's up to me, you know, like we're going to get some badger honor or we're going to, you know what I mean, get VIP tickets, you know, to heaven if we can accomplish this goal. Now you're starting to turn that person into a project. And so mm-hmm. I think that's too much when your responsibility exceeds, you know, what what God has told you to do. Absolutely. We know that Jesus had a responsibility when he came here. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about when you were talking how he did not pressure anybody to do anything, but his responsibility was to come here to let you know, if you believe in me, then through me, we'll be going to heaven, right? I want you to know that I'm I am God in this flesh form. I come down here to give to save you, mm-hmm. right? And I was thinking about in Luke and in Matthew when the rich man walks up on Jesus and asks him, "How can I get? How can I get into heaven?" Mm-hmm. And he said, "Okay, uh, well, his responsibility was to tell him mm-hmm. how he can get into heaven." He said, "You know, leave everything you got and come with me." And that man had a choice. He heard that and thought that that was the most outlandish thing anybody could well, ever said, say. He said, thank you for your advice. <laughs> <Went home. laughs> oh, oh, okay, bro. Thank, oh, okay. <laughs> okay, Appreciate that's that. it. Uh, <laughs> I can't just pay you, you know, for this. But Jesus had a responsibility, and Jesus was responsible for letting him know how he could get into heaven. Mm-hmm. But he didn't—when that man walked away, he let that man walk away. He that's didn't run right. down. He didn't chase him. He didn't send out no— a uh, dove with let no pigeon with no note and be like, can somebody check on old dude with the you know what I mean with the gold camel? He didn't do none of that. You I'm know, just calling was, a follow up. <laughs> yeah, hey, just, just following up. Just checking. You the, still interested in that heaven package? You know. <laughs> <laughs> so what's, your, what's your bank account looking like? Right. Did you uh did you deplete it? You know, so <laughs> so you know what I mean. But he, I mean, I think he he handled his role. You know, he handled his role when it came to being responsible and having mm-hmm. a responsibility. He handled it very well. Yeah. And I and I think that we can take a page out of Jesus' book. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, this is what you can do, and that's, and that's how I'm going to help you. Yeah. Hmm. I think we do have to be mindful, though. Um, in the spirit of self-preservation, okay. right, I think we tend to go, okay, all right, now, now you stress me out, so I'm done. You know? And, <laughs> and I feel do like— Do not say that to people. I don't say that to people because I think that, you know, the world— and I definitely would say that— Typically, the advice you'll get from people when you feel um, weighed down or you're starting to kind of 
invest even in a lot of time, even if you don't necessarily feel way down. But when you start to invest a lot of time in people, I, um, I think that loved ones will tend to tell you, OK, well, you know, don't let nobody stress you out or, you know, you need to fall back from that or that person taking, you know, that person sucking the life at you. You need to, you know, and you know for a fact that you are just being a, the friend that that person needs during that season, but everybody else is saying, well, why are you talking to them? And why are you doing that? You need to let that person go. Well, they drag, well, they an anchor and they're going to drag you down and all this stuff. Mm. And and other people tend to encourage us, I think, to um, be cold or just cut it off. Or if it's not mm-hmm. serving me, then why am I here? And that is the direct opposite of what we're supposed to be doing. I do think we need boundaries. I do think we need, you know, um, a level of appropriateness for when we handle things or when we address things. Um, I wouldn't tell you to answer the phone if you know you're in the middle of something or if you know your mindset isn't, isn't, you know, in the right place or if you know you haven't gotten a chance to pray or if you're even having a bad day, I wouldn't tell you to just answer the phone any and every time somebody needs something or run across town every single time somebody asks you something of you. But I do think that a lot of the times we are encouraged to completely like dead the situation if it is not serving us. And that's that's just simply not what God called us to do. I absolutely agree. I mean, and and with that being said, so I think it's important that we set a healthy boundary. And again, we can take another page out of Jesus's book, mm-hmm. right? We saw in John 11 when the sister ran to Jesus to let him know that Lazarus was sick. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Jesus was like, thank you for this information. But res- respectfully, he didn't run to the rescue. He didn't stop what he was doing. He didn't let it compromise his day. Sure, it bothered him, mm-hmm. you know, but he could not just drop drop everything you're doing, credit come quick, and go and run to do what somebody has required of him. What he did do was assure her. He didn't leave expeditiously, but he let her know that all is well. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. No, I think that's, that's really good that you bring that up because, you know, that even when we think about a lot of our motivations for being everything to everyone. Mm. We always be like, well, what would Jesus do? What would Jesus do? And mm. I think that's a good thing that's to good. do. That's a great a great mindset to have. Yeah. But I've heard people put Jesus in their current situation as, oh, well, Jesus would have did it like this and it's like that. And it's like, well, that's another reason why we need to know God's character yes, and, G- and learn Jesus' character. <laughs> well, because, because I think that— um, we understand that Jesus was a servant, but I don't think that we realize what a master of his time he was. Mm. Like, Jesus took his time very serious, yeah. you know? He got angry. He's gotten irritated with even his disciples yeah. times when they weren't on their posts and weren't doing what they needed to do. And he also wasn't someone who wanted to be pulled in all different directions, right. which is, you know, the reason why sometimes he didn't want people to know he was in town or he didn't want people to know, you know, what his next move was. Mm. Because if it got him distracted from his main goal, he knew it would take time, you know, and it would— eventually end up elongating his journey. So even in this situation, it doesn't say why he delayed two days before going to see about Lazarus, but I I like the fact that he gave reassurance that he would be there. Mm. And then when he was able to arrive to Judea, he did it and he 
served in that capacity and helped Mary and Martha um, and raised Lazarus from the dead. Now, his heart still burned very much for his friend who had mm. died. His his heart very much was still desiring to help. Yeah. But, like I said, I don't know what he had to do in, that, in those two days, but he didn't make everybody else's emergency his because mm. he was always aware of his purpose, first and foremost. And then helping was an overflow for him. Um, and serving was an overflow for him, you know, beyond his purpose. And so I definitely feel like we also, if we are making sure that first and foremost, we're tuned into what God wants us to do during during this current season, yeah. whatever that is, we'll know how much extra we have to give yeah. um, to helping our neighbor and spending that time. And we'll be able to carve out actual time to sit with someone and pour from a full cup because we first and foremost focused on what God wants us to do ourselves. So I think that helping is always good. I think that there's nothing wrong with coming to people's rescue or, you know, praying with them if it's a time-sensitive situation or talking to them. But if it's going to compromise something that you're already in the midst of doing for Christ, I don't think that it would be right to allow our own, you know, convictions about, oh, I'm, I don't know if I'm going to be a good Christian or somebody else's expectation of us because they want to pull from us right now, um, you know, and whenever they need to. I don't think it's fair for us to allow that to control our daily schedule and overtake what we're actually here to do first and foremost. So, Because at that point, mm-hmm. it's ingenuine. Yeah. And, you know, then you would feel a, I don't really want to do this. It'll feel like an obligation instead of an honor. And it can create a resentment. Resentment and unease, and you would definitely not be at peace, and then you would be feeling like, like you said, am I really even a good Christian? Mm-hmm. So, yes, I, I, that's important, okay? Make sure— you're in tune with Christ and that you doing th- make sure we study the characteristics of Christ so that we won't say, okay, what would Jesus do? Jesus would be very realistic, wise, and considerate for him of himself and of you. All at the same. It'll be beneficial for everybody. Exactly. The the door will swing both ways. And you know, it's interesting because I'm I'm gonna read Galatians six, one through three. That says, Dear brothers and sisters, if another believer is overcome by some sin, you who are godly should gently and humbly help that person back unto the right path. And be careful not to fall into the same temptation yourself. Share each other's burdens and in this way, obey the law of Christ. If you think you are too important to help someone, you are only fooling yourself. You are not that important. That is what God's word says. <laughs> What's that, Paul? That sounds like some straight out of Paul. No, that was Paul right there. You're not too important to help. If you think you're that important, I'm telling you right now, you're not that important. Um, no, that's a humbling verse and yeah. talking about taking on someone's burdens and being there to help that person out of sin, you know, and not to fall into that sin yourself. That right. means that you, one, need to be um, yes. definitely in a good mental place. Yes. Um, when you go to pull somebody out of something or you go to be gentle, to be gentle, to be humble in your approach, that means that you have to have a capacity emotionally. You can't try Mm -hmm. to pull somebody out of stuff and you are having a rough day or you haven't, you know, centered yourself and prayed and meditated on God's word because it's not going to come out gentle or humble for one. And it's not going to be useful and it's not going to be retained. 
It's not. It's not. And then two, you know, and it's talking about making sure that you're careful not to fall into that same temptation yourself. You know, all I think all of this overall, when we talk about this responsibility and this, that, and the next, Mm. is creating that counsel that we're also going to need in order to, you know, confess our sins to one another. That's how you build that, that counsel with someone, by the way. Right. So Reciprocation. The reciprocal counsel. Mm-hmm. You know, we're helping our neighbor. We're being gentle. We're being humble. Um, we're being kind. We're being loving when we're speaking to one another. Open-minded. We're being open-minded. And then we also are making sure that we are being wise. Mm. So that when we're talking, if you're talking with somebody, and this is the practical, practical aspect of it, okay? If you're talking to somebody about a certain sin that you may still be tempted to do, if that's going to be too much for you, if that conversation causes you to stumble, just as we're called not to cause our brother or sister to stumble, then that might be that boundary. You might need to refer them back to Christ or to someone else because it also says be careful not to fall into that temptation as well, into that sin as well. So we can't, that means that we can't help people at the expense of our own sin and temptation because we are but but humans. And we also can't help people if we not have overcame. Right. I can't I can't minister to you for something that I have not successfully tackled. Well, I think that you can be in camaraderie with that person in terms of like maybe being an accountability partner, but I think that overall I think it wouldn't be wise to tackle that by yourself, um which is why we have to be mindful. Is this something you can take on? Is this something that you're equipped to to counsel someone in? There's, there's a reason why we have mentors. We have, you know, older brothers and sisters in Christ. We have, you know, mothers and fathers in the church, you know. Um, we have people who can counsel us who have reached that level. So you don't have to take on everything that someone brings to you. You know, I yeah, I'm just, <laughs> I'm sticking to it. <laughs> you know, it, it's some things that I, I you know I I am still working through. Mm-hmm. You know, and I adore the fact that people feel as if they can talk to me so that we can get through it together. But I feel like if I haven't mastered it, I have no place. You know, mm-hmm. in trying to tell you otherwise, that would be hypocritical of me. Mm-hmm. Well, I know that First Peter four eight through ten. You know, I love to put this Bible up in there. <laughs> Got to. I love it. There's a, y'all, there's so many resources. Let me just side note. There are so many resources um, that you can look up even just by a word. If you want to know what God says or what the Bible says about these things, you can look things up by word. And there are lists that talk about um, everything under the sun that can point you in the direction of biblical passages that address what you are having questions about. Mm-hmm. And um and it's just really awesome. And we we use these these resources to prepare and talk to you all. And it's just really great. So first mm-hmm. Peter four, eight through ten says, most important of all, continue to show deep love for each other, for love covers a multitude of sins. Cheerfully share your home with those who need a meal or a place to stay. God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. What does that mean to you? 
again, I mentioned it earlier when we discussed if you have something, if you have a resource available, the scripture also tells you to not wait for anything, but if somebody needs something, then you give it to them hastily, right? Which means that if, again, if I know how to cook and you hungry and you call me say, oh, I'm hungry and I just so happen to be cooking, you can come on over. If you, if your power went out, I had a friend, my power went out, that power was out a hundred days. Come on over here. I got an extra bed for you. You do. 100 days. <laughs> that's, that's, you that's ain't pay bed. your bill. That's a good. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> and if you struggling, no. <laughs> no, I'm playing. But I, it, it, to, to me, it just sounds like if you are able to help. Yeah. That's not me bending over backwards yeah. trying to make something out of nothing. But if I have it, then then you too have it. Absolutely. That's what I'm supposed to do. I'm not supposed to hoard anything from somebody who is in need. A meal is not going to cost you anything. Mm. Uh, you providing your home, sometimes you may, I mean, if you're not at peace with having somebody in your home, that's understandable. Maybe you can give them $50 for a hotel. You know what I mean? But I think if it, if you can provide it, give it. Mm-hmm. That's that's it. If I have it for you and it doesn't do me, is is no detriment to me, then I have it here for you. Yeah. But if it's, it's, if it's going to, to be so much of your resources that you won't be able to survive. You might need to pray about the wisdom Absolutely. in that situation. So, you know, that's that's facts. I mean, listen, we can always help. Prayer is free and it's real. And that's it works. true. And the ministry of presence yeah. as well. So, you know, I think it all comes back to what the word says about loving your neighbor, what the word says about encouraging one another. Yeah. And I love the end of that passage that says using your spiritual gifts that God gave you, which you can have the spiritual gift of exhortation and, you know, speaking, all kinds of things that you can use that God already gave you as a tool to help your brother and sister in Christ. So there it is. There it is. (laughs) And if you don't know, Rick Warren has a great book out, The Purpose Driven Life, to assist you with your spiritual gifts. And you can take a spiritual gift test, too. And shape is out. Yes, yes, (laughs) yes. So many resources. (laughs) Well, I'm Elisa. And I'm Sierra. And this is how you navigate navigate with with faith. Thank you for listening to the Navigate with Faith podcast. Produced and edited by Dante Dines Press Play Hodge and recorded at Lantern Audio. Our show artwork and graphics were created by the Pigment Playground. Music by Turn Me Up J. Cab. Subscribe to the Navigate with Faith podcast on your favorite streaming platform and connect with us on social media at Navigate with Faith on Instagram and Facebook and Navigate W Faith on Twitter.